You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Okay, so let's get started. Um, so he quotes here, B'Sefer Chofetz Chaim. That's, of course, the Chofetz Chaim in his Sefer Nuchas Loshon Arakos. Avachayim Odem Lahaster Asoid Asher Yegalwe Chaveiro Derech Seiser. If a person comes to you and tells you that he has something that he wants you to keep as a secret, whatever that is, you might think it's the most innocuous, innocent thing in the world. It's also for you to reveal that to anyone. It's not like if you tell someone about it, the person you tell will have a worse opinion of the person. The person doesn't want anyone knowing about it. He considers it a nezek. And therefore, you're going against what he said. There's, therefore, it's considered a hezek. You don't know what is a hezek in another person's mind. And there's also another aspect here. I'm not sure if he's quoting the Chofetz Chaim. I think he is. That there is a, there is a, a menshlechai that someone tells you something in, in confidence. So there's an Easter. This is based on the Rambam. Now, um, we're going to see in the in the Sefer, we're going to see some exceptions. And we're going to see exactly what this is about, keeping secrets. I think it's an important thing. So let's take a look. So we start with the Gemara in Sanhedrin. That's the source of the Rambam's Psaq. When the Dayonim, and sometimes it's a real tough case. In other words, he comes out and and they've issued the psak. The psak seemed to be unanimous, but the person who lost is very upset. And maybe, as in many cases, as we know, when it's zabla, when it's not an official bezdin, the person might have actually been sort of hired, or not hired, but asked for by one of the other parties. That's the way many dinetayra work. Uh, Ruvain and Shimon have a dinetayra. So Ruvain chooses Menashe as a dayan. Shimon chooses Ephraim. And together they choose Kalev as the third person, the two dayanim. So let's say, for example, Ruvain's upset. He, 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 can, he sees, uh, 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 Menashe sees Ruvain's long face. So he can't say, look, I was for you, Ruvain. But you know what? Ephraim and Kalev, they were the ones that are machaifen. Is that wrong? The Gemara says, that's called a rochil. Because you've now told Menashe something negative, of course, about the other Dayonim. I mean, you've already, Menashe has just now told Ruvain something negative about the other Dayonim. And the Pasuk says, and then the Gemara quotes, that's like someone telling gossip on someone. The Gemara goes on. There was a certain student who actually uh, uh, they were talking about him, and they said that hey, let's let's say the student was Shmerel. Shmerel has been talking about things in the base medrash. What things was he talking about in the base medrash? Basar Eshen Vitaratin Shnin. 
things that were 22 years old. When Ravami heard that Shmera was talking about this old stuff from 20, even though it was 22 years ago, after Ravami bebezmet Rosha, Ravami kicked him out, said, you can't come back. Amar Dain Galei Razia. And he announced, this is a guy who opened his mouth. He was Magala Said. What was it? So Rashi explains that they spoke in the base Medrash, right? In other words, it was something that was said 22 years earlier. Uh, now Rashi says it was a Dvar Lashon Hora, meaning it was something negative. It was probably something, the way I understand it, the connection, is that they they were um, Talmidim who had been privy to the discussion that had occurred 20 years ago. A lot of times, when a, when a Din Torah was being decided, the Dayanim would, would, would actually consult with the other Talmidim. And the other Talmidim, of course, had to keep everything beside. So Ravami heard that one Talmud, even though this had happened 22 years ago, he was now talking about this old case and saying over some of the negative stuff from that case. He said, oh, kick this guy out. Now, on that, Rav Nissan Karelitz now writes, he and his he and his crew <laughs> and that wrote this safer um even if it's not even though rashi mentioned lashonara however if you take a look at the gemara in yuma which the chafetz chaim quotes the gemara says how do you know that if you tell something someone tells you something that you can't tell it over until he allows you to do, because it says, Vayadaber Hashem Eilav, the very first Pasuk in Vayikra, meaning God needed to tell Moshe the same way, it's a Kamiyocho. Moshe has no right to give over Torah till he gets the green light from God. In the same way, when you hear something private from someone, you're like being misbeinein, like a, in the Kodesh HaKadoshim. And therefore, you need to have the rishus to say it. And if he doesn't give you rishus to say it, it's also for you to say it. Now, someone, he doesn't say who, said that the Chazanish was once asked by a dying in Bezdin. Now, this is where we come to uh, the exceptions. Let's say there's a certain dying. Let's say his name was Reveli Melech. And who came in front of him? Uh, Ruvain and Leah. And Reuven and Leah came to Elimelech's Bezdin because they didn't have children. And in the Bezdin process, they realized that the problem was who? The problem was with um, Reuven. So now Elimelech and his Bezdin know that Reuven has a biological problem. That he can't have, he can't, uh, he has a low sperm count, whatever it is. He's got problems uh, producing children. So now, let's say Elimelech or any of his bezdin happened to hear that someone wants to get remarried, someone, Ruvain wants to get remarried. And let's say Ruvain's kala comes to them. Does he have a right to say to the kala, I don't think you should. Uh, I happen to, he, he knows private information about Ruvain through the Dintaira. Does he have a right to tell that Kala? Stachashanish says, you need to know how to phrase the comment. You need to say, look, there was a Bezdin case, 
And yesh sod miktsoi, meaning that is sort of a professional secret. In other words, part of being in Besdin is that we keep the information there uh, private, and that's part of professional conf- confidentiality. However, I'm not going to give you any advice. Now, I don't know if he says, I, I, I don't know in the, if, if what the Chazanish said was, I'm, going to adv- I'm not going to advise you to marry him. Or he was saying, was, look, I don't want to do any advice. He says, look, you came to me about the story, about what was happening there. I can't reveal anything, but I'm not going to give you any advice on this issue. So, <laughs> obviously, by saying that, as Nissen says, um, clearly, when everybody, any, when you come to a Dintora, all the information there is very private. They came to you for a psak. But even if they didn't say to you, this is all secret, you understand that it's secret. I've been involved in many Dinaitera, and unfortunately, I know a lot of secrets about people because of that. They didn't have to tell me that it's a secret. But therefore, it's also for me to mention any information I know about the Dinaitera that I've sat at about those people. However, you can say, I'm not going to advise you. So according to the Chazanish, obviously the woman picked up that there was a problem. Still, you need to say it in the best possible way. You can't say, don't get married. I happen to know he can't have kids. You can't say it like that. You have to hedge your bets. Not hedge your bets. You have to be, you, have, you, you, you can't say to her, he's a great guy. There's nothing wrong. You could say, I, I can't advise you. Therefore, the 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 Rav Nissan Karelitz now says a chidush. He says normally when it comes to lashon hara, we say you have a right to say lashon hara about someone if it's for the tayelis of the other person. Let's say, for example, you happen to know that uh, Yoshua is a person who never pays back uh, the bank, and uh, you've had experience with him before, and Kolev is about to start a business with him. So you have a right to go over to Kolev and say, you know what, uh, you know, maybe you should not make this deal. Yeshua has a bad track record. Now, why do you have a right to say that? It's Lashon Hara about Yeshua. The reason is, is because you're not trying to, to, to defame Yeshua. You're not trying to make Yeshua a bad guy. But you feel, you know that Kole, you don't want Kolev to lose money. So it's the Toyelis. So it's a Toyelis for the greater good for Kolev to know Yeshua doesn't uh, uh, does not uh, he skimps on his on his payments he welches on his debts that's Lashonara, but you have a right to say it. However, when it comes to Gili Sod, they can't do that. They've got to be even more Machmir. This is what he's medayik from the what the way the Chazanish said you should answer. Let's say it's not in Bezdin. Let's say you are a doctor or a psychologist which is also a doctor, of course, uh, might not have an MD, that the Chayla gives over to the Raife the Said Machla Said. So, the Raife cannot tell this over, even though you could say there's a benefit, there's for Shaduchim, he cannot say it. Now, after Leketeira, the Tayevus Begilei Said, sometimes, even though it's Osir, there could be an overriding 
cause for you to reveal a secret. For example, obviously, a guy comes to a psychiatrist and says, or his, and says, or, or his friend, and says, I'm going to kill this guy. Right? Uh, Yeshua says, I'm going to kill Kalev. So obviously, uh, you can tell the cops, whoever it is, because you have to save Kalev's life. Well, let's say you see, let's say uh, the same way if somebody would want to steal from someone. So if uh, you, you have to stop it. Uh, or let's say in Yonai Chinuch. So um, let's say uh, you know something that that this guy has done something that as a teacher, he might be able to do something terrible. Obviously, and even though he tells you beside, let's say that he is a, a pedophile, whatever it is, <laughs> he tells you, then of course, if it's something with chinuch, that you know something about someone, even though he told it to you beside, but you know that this could hurt someone in a major way, then you have a you have a chayva to tell him, which is a little bit different again than this situation where he can't have children, even though that's a, that's a terrible thing. But over there, the woman probably gets the gets the idea. Whereas here, you have to be proactive and try to stop the murderer, to stop the pedophile, whatever uh, the situation is. That's the next page. If he sees that if he doesn't say something, it's going to be a terrible thing. Then there's no Easter to be misaper. If you can see the fun of Hezek Godel, that's the point. In other words, if you can see there's going to be a Hezek in the Shidduch, and if you don't say something that's just going to be something very bad, he's a wife beater, Again, you got obviously anyone reading this book needs to make a make a make a decision. What's called a Hezek Godel to stop a Hezek from happening? Let's say, for example, this I, this is hard to hear, but let's say they're trying to decide whether to take a bocher into the yeshiva. And he happens to know, because he's one of the rabbeim who was a confidant of the bocher, let's say in camp, or was his confidant in, 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 in another school. And he knows that this bocher has the tendency to influence others negatively. Even though it came to him as a soid, then that again would be at Tzairach Harabin. Again, Kivalevich says you, you got to be very careful on this last thing about about it not taking a bocher in yeshiva. People change. What does it mean? Again, this is Rav Karelitz talking, not me. On these other ones, I'm with him 100%. Over here, I'm not 100% sure. Many times, especially if it's based on some past, it's hard to know what's considered a bum. <laughs> you shouldn't take any yeshiva. He says, of course, if he's just a, a bocher that is not that, uh, he's not as strong in learning, then you can't say to the Hanhola, oh, I know this kid. And I want to tell you, this is something that unfortunately people are over all the time. 
In other words, the, the, the people think that if you're part of a uh, hanhola, if you're part of a uh, tzevet of teachers, you have a right that's open season. You can say anything you want about the boy. They, 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 oh, he's a shvacha cop. Yeah, put him in the lower class. It's also to do that. How do you know, right? Again, if you think putting the higher class will be bad for him, it's one thing. But you can't just say, oh, this kid is not so great. We shouldn't take him. He's not saying, yeah. how do you know that? You know that maybe because he came to talk to you. Maybe because the kid came and told you he doesn't understand. Maybe you were his Rebbe last year. And, 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 and you happen to know because he came to you privately how weak he is. He says, then that's already a side. You can't, you can't say that. And the same thing, obviously, a doctor or a psychologist has to realize, is this go, again, this is a very fine line. What do you know that could be a, that could actually be a, 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 a hezek to the Nisuin? Um, for example, uh, he says many times you have a, a principal who speaks uh, with, the, with the head of the head of school, the Rosh Hashiva. So even though they're trying to officially, they say, we want the best for the boy, we want what's best for him. So if 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 the if the Rosh Hashiva, if the Menachem knows something, he can't just say to the to the to the head of the school oh, this information. It might even help. What he needs to say is, I think he might. You can't tell him the details. What you could say is, he needs some help in this area, but you can't just reveal everything you know. Otherwise, there's no there's no sense of real confidence. You know, and again, I and, and the truth is the the kids find out. This is Kivilevich talking now. The kids find out, and they find out, and therefore it creates a lack of trust between the teachers and uh, and the students. Now, what about having a secretary in Besden? Um, now, I want to tell you in the uh, maybe in, in B'nai Brak, where they don't record stuff, they need to have a secretary writing down the tinnitus. Uh, we in the Besden of America have a recording. Obviously, we record everything. We we go back and listen to it. There's transcripts of the recording, but in in some Bate Dinim in the old days, uh, and maybe still in B'nai Brak, maybe they don't record stuff. They actually have a person writing down uh, the, the basic tinnitus. So Lachora, he's not a dying, so he hears all this stuff. But of course, that is mutter. But what he's supposed to do? He's doing his job. Um, similarly, if you are, if you run a yeshiva and you've got to send out a letter uh, and you've got so many things on your head, you can have a secretary. Even though your secretary is not the Rosh Yeshiva, the secretary doesn't need to know. But if the way that you function, again, today maybe secretaries are going out of style. But if the way it works is that you have a secretary who writes up the letters, even though by writing the letters they're going to find out all this confidential information, that's also not a problem if that's the way the the business works. Um, let's say someone tells you something in secret and then you find out about it from someone else. For example, someone comes to tell you that he, secret, I, I want to tell you I tested positive. I did not. I mean, I, I did go testing and it came back negative. But let's say someone wants to tell you and he's embarrassed. I, he shouldn't be embarrassed. He's got the antibodies. But he comes and tells you that, I want to tell you I, I, I tested positive for corona and I was sick. I didn't tell anybody, but you're my best friend, so I'm telling you. 
Then he happens to hear from someone else also the same thing. So is it now not a secret? So we, Rav Nissen says, because again, the first guy came and told you and he said it's a secret. So even though now you heard it from someone else doesn't mean that you can now go tell everybody. So the fact that and the fact that you can't even say, oh, if, if, if he knows, it must be it's not a secret because he's telling people. You have this, like we saw, it's like the Rabbeinu Shalom and Moshe Rabbeinu in the Oyel Moed. That's the way, that's the way you have to treat information when it's given to you in such a confidence. Now, how about, <laughs> let's say you happen to peek into someone's window and see something. So, Obviously, uh, that's a secret. <laughs> that even that's something you shouldn't have seen, and you can't tell people what you saw. And and that's usher to tell people. Uh, and it's even it's 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 bigger than the yisur of gilui sod. Um, here, it's mamish loshanara. <laughs> it's not just gilui sod. If you happen to see something at someone's house, of course that's a private. You shouldn't even been looking there. The information came to you. It's also for you to tell people what you saw. That's poshut. Let's say someone gives you a psak, and he says, look, you came to me, uh, you want to be able to, uh, uh, okay, uh, you want to be able to take a bath on, 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 on let's say on Shavuos, you want to be able to take a bath the first day of Yontiv, okay, mutter, hot bath, I'm going to say it's mutter. But look, I'm giving you this psak because you're telling me you schmitz, you're telling me how necessary it is, okay, I don't want you telling anybody else about this psak. So that person is also now beginning to to tell people about it. But not because of Gilly Soy, because it's a psak. But the reason is, is because sometimes it's for you. In other words, that was a psak for you. The guy, you explain to the Paisik how, how, how much, how, how schwitzy you get, how it bothers you, why you can't concentrate, how you, you can't think because you're so sweaty. All right, go. I give you the psak. It's mutter for you. But you can't go tell everybody, oh, he, 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 he was mocked after me. Because then, what will happen then is, is that people will now take that sock and they're going to misuse it. I, I, by the way, I'm not, I, I happen to be from the people old that you can. But, but I know there are people who are very machmir in this area about taking showers and stuff like that. So I'm just giving you this as an example since it just popped into my head. But that would be an example. You got a psak letter, you can't tell people that you got that psak, especially if he tells you that. And if he tells you, if he doesn't say anything, then I guess you have a right to say it over. Here's one that's a little more nogea. This might, again, Moshe, this might be something that's relevant to you if you hire somebody. Let's say, um, let's say somebody works in a, a certain type of business or in a bakery. And over there, he he realizes how exactly they make that babka. I don't know if anybody, I think the JC gave away the melt-away babka to everybody. So I wasn't going to open it, but I figured, yeah, okay, it's sitting here. My wife is gluten-free. Uh, okay, Bachi says she doesn't like Zadies. All right, I'm going to open it and have a little bit of Simchas Yontif right before Shavuos was over. But let's say you worked over there in Zadies, and you figured out, oh, look how they make this stuff. Exactly. Uh, how much you put in, uh, what you do to get the chocolate to melt away that way. How exactly? Now, do you have a right to tell people exactly how they make it? Can you tell people how they do it? There's a certain uh, method of how it's done. 
It's different. It's not just, yeah, can you tell that? Or maybe come home to your wife and tell her, hey, yeah, this is the way they make the stuff. So obviously you have many times in, in, uh, in situations, I don't know if you work this way, but obviously there's the, uh, sometimes uh, um, the um, employees have to sign a special document. Uh, Richard, I think you, you probably were familiar with this. You have to sign a special document about, um, uh, you know, confidentiality agreement. So if the person who runs the business tells you whether, right, Richard? Yeah. Yeah, non-disclosure. Right, about how stuff is done. So if, if he tells you that, look, I'm taking you for the job, and, but in this job you're going to learn how we make the babka, the melt away, you can't tell people about it. Of course, then it becomes gilly so you can't tell it. And then you can't even tell your wife. If you're thinking of something to talk about, you can't tell her. And she's a baker. You can't tell how it's done. However, if it wasn't said specifically as part of the deal, but as he's in the job, he finds out certain secrets of baking. Okay? It wasn't, right? It's, it's not like it was a secret. It's not also Mishum Shagal Asod. The only thing is, you have to realize that if you tell other people, you might be mazik them. Now, it's, it's not a din of Israel sowed, but if you go tell other people how the meltaway is made, then you're going to take business away from this person, this, especially since you work for this guy. So that would be, that would possibly be mazik them, not the Israel sowed, but again, you're being, you're being mopsed at the other person. However, if, you, if you're looking for dining, dining room conversation, that would be mutter to say. But Lachora, if it's true that by telling some other person, uh, you got nothing else to talk about, that information can now get to, let's say, uh, um, uh, Zomniks, how they make them. Zomnik somehow hears through the grapevine, because once you let it out of the bag, <laughs> you know, the walls have ears, and all of a sudden Zomniks finds out how the meltaway is made. So now, he won't be able to sell that for the premium prices that he does. So obviously you have to be uh, a mensch and not be Magala's site as far as that goes. Now, let's say they tell you specifically, this is the agreement. Uh, you can't say anything about what you've seen here. How about if you find out, you go to the library or you go online and you find out that the exact same recipe is online and anybody can see it. Does it make a difference, as we said before? The fact that it's well-known, you can't talk about it. And you can't say, well, this is ridiculous. Everybody knows, no, no. He doesn't want you to say. That's part of your agreement. Even though people can find out how it's done, that would be awesome. Okay, so that's a little bit about Gilly Sod. Many things are simple here, but I think it's important, uh, the attitude of, of how we treat each other, the type of respect we have uh, for our, our, in that way. Let's do one more thing from Rav Karelitz on this. Rav Karelitz here is going to deal with an issue that I think is very important, which is we know every Beit Anam Lechavero, we just talked about a Beit Anam Lechavero, being Megalah Every Beit Anam Lechavero is also, as we know, a Beit Anam Lechavero. If it's Osir, if it's called Lashon Hara, we'll say Lechrochil. If it's, if it's saying uh, hurtful things, we'll say Lechavero. So every Bein Adam L'chaveiro is a Bein Adam L'moko. Rav Karelitz here is going to be Machadish based on the Prima Godim, and not necessarily. There are certain types of Bein Adam L'chaveiroes that 
are the benadam mokom is just as strong and is o- o- sometimes overriding. There's other sorts of benadam lachaveiro isurim and mitzvahs which are only benadam lachaveiro. Now, how does this come up? It comes up because in Shulchan Aruch and Hilchas uh, Yom Kippurim, it says that let's say there's an Avera that you did last year, and you did Vidui, and you did Tshuva, and you know in your memory you didn't do this Avera again. It's not wrong to be Mizvada on it another time. Why? Because <laughs> you did Tshuva, but the Rabbanu Shalom still might consider it something that you have to worry on. And therefore, you can do Vidu even though you haven't done it this year. The Mishnabura right there in Hilchas Yom HaKippurim writes that let's say it's a Benanum L'chavero Avera. For example, let's say you stole in, in, in Tav Shanai and Tess. Okay. You came to the person, you gave him back what you stole, you asked him for Mechila, you still, the Mishabura says, you have to do Vidui forever. Why? Because you were a Goslin. Okay, you, you, you did, it says, Leisignoiv, Leisigzol, Naseris Adibrois, Leisignoiv, you did Leisignoiv. Okay, you made up with him. The truth is, it's a Beinolom Amokam Chet. The Mishabura now says, from the Prima Godim, but let's say it wasn't Geneva. It was you insulted someone. You you got under somebody's skin. You said something to someone that the person was bothered by. Or because of a business deal, the person and you, you were both, you might have found out that he wanted this object and you wanted it, this job, and it turned out you made the higher bid. You found out about it maybe somehow and you knew he wanted the bid but then you made a higher bid and you know he has resentment against you. That type of Avera is still an Avera. You need to ask Mechila from him for what you did. And you have to do Vidui, that Yom Kippur, even after you ask Mechila. But, you know, but then it's over. In fact, the Sharetzian writes that maybe you don't even have to do Vidui that first Yom Kippur. In other words, once, let's say, once you, you, you go over to the person and listen, it was wrong, what I did, I know you really wanted to get that contract, I shouldn't have hopped it first, please, if there's something I can do, I'm going to throw you some other business, be me, it was wrong, I'm not going to act that way again, and that guy says, okay, I forgive you, it's all for my shem anyway, then it's over, then the Aveira is not there anymore. Now, the Prima Godim explains that every Avera obviously has two things. Now, but the Prima Godim says, but there's certain types of that are very subjective. A person getting hurt by a type of thing you might have said. Or the where the guy is upset that you outbid him for the house. So it could be, the Prima Godim says, that that's only Benonim Lachavero. It's not Benonim Lachavero. It's Osir, but it's not like God is sitting there saying, you stole, you stole, you're a goslin. Um, you 
as he says, and you don't need to be mezvad on the next Yom Kippur. Now, that's the Chiddush for the Prima Godim. That in Ben Adam Lechavero, there, there are two levels. There's actual Hezek, Geneva, Gezela, and there's this secondary level. This level that's not, it's definitely wrong, but it can be eliminated. Now, uh, one of the, uh, uh, there's a Prima Godim, who writes about this not in Ilchas Yom Kippur, in general, in the halachas of the way a human being should be. One of the famous Gemaras in, in Shas and Baba Metziah says that if a person, uh, we know there's two mitzvahs in the Torah. One mitzvah is called Prika, the other is called Te'ina. Prika is that an animal is, is, is overloaded. The owner of the animal is, is in super distress that the animal is falling over. What you need to do is stop and help save the animal, and reload the animal in a way that it's safe. That is called prika. Te'ina is the stuff already fell over the animal, that the owner is still in distress, and you have to help him load the animal. Generally, the mitzvah is prika comes, if there are two cases like that, and you have, should I go, let's say, Kalev has got an issue of prika, Yeshua's got an issue of te'ina, I go to Kalev because there there's Tsar Balichayim as well. However, the Gemara says in Bava Metziah that if it turns out that let's say Yoshua, who's the one that's only a din in Te'ina, but I don't like Yoshua. I have sinner to Yoshua. There's a mitzvah to go to Yoshua first in order to change my attitude. L'chofis Yitzro. So the Gemara says, wait. The Pasuk says, Sone, yes. What was your right to hate him? So the Gemara gives an answer because he did an Avera. He, he did an Avera. Uh-huh. What Avera was it? So the Gemara says, you saw him do an, an Avera of, of Isur, of, of Arias. Okay. So you saw him do an Avera of Arias. So over there, there, okay. I don't have, to, I don't, I don't have a mitzvah to, to become a, a, a friend of his. Where is it that I have a where is it where is a person that I have a right to hate, but I should still deal with more and 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 try to salvage what possibly we used to have over and above this other animal that's suffering. So the Sma says that that's talking about a case where he is a Sone, he did something wrong, you have a right to hate him, you have a right to be upset about him, because he did an Avera. But it's not a Beinonim L'mokom Avera. Why? Because it wasn't Bekum Vaseh. It wasn't like a Geneva. It wasn't like a Gzeva. A Geneva and a Gzeva was, is just as bad as Erva, and you go to the other guy. However, if it's, if it's, if it's, Ichisu Bidvarim, he got upset because he said, he said something to you that made you upset. There, you need to work on this. Now, he needs to say, he needs to beg you for forgiveness, but you also have to work on changing your attitude. And again, on this once again, Rev. Carvelet says, what's really the difference? What's, if it's us, sir, what is that difference between 
yes, I, I, he sees that one is bikumbase, but it is also to, to, to get under someone's skin. So Rav Karevitz wants to be metaritzed based on the Gemara and Baba Kama. The Gemara says that, of course, if you hurt someone and you beat someone up, you have to, or, or you cause someone to slip on a banana peel, so you have to pay boshas. Let's say it's more than just the embarrassment of <coughs> everybody saw you slip on the banana peel, and you have to pay the busha for that. What about it's a busha that is 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 so strong that it's a that it's like a, it's like a physical pain, the memory of how he was embarrassed by uh, how he, you embarrassed him. Rashi says. So in other words, there's a type of pain that it almost stays with the person constantly. There's sometimes you can get, Rav Karelitz is saying, sometimes you can get into an argument and say the type of words that the person's always thinking about how embarrassed he was because of it. Now, he brings uh, 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 an example from the Rambam and Sefer HaMitzvah. The Rambam and Sefer HaMitzvah says, when it talks about Ainoa, it means causing him so much pain. Look at the Rambam's lotion. Lo it's like you can't stand. It's like, it's like you can't even go out in the street because you're so embarrassed. When you heard that, it almost floored you. For example, the Rambam says, based on the Gemara, a person's about tshuva, and the guy tells and talks about, oh, I remember when you were the hell's angels. I remember when you were used to, used to, used to ride around with that motorcycle gang and beat people up. That, uh, he's, he's a different person now. And even if you say, oh, thank God that you're no longer with those hell's angels, or you talk about some other things like that, that's the type of thing which the Rashi says is that's where you hit the guy where he lives. We all know if you hit the person where he lives, that's different than saying, ah, you're, you always talk too much. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, right, yeah, uh, right? You talk too long when you, when you give it the Rosh. Okay, good. <laughs> or whatever it is. Or let's say, you know, uh, <laughs> you could probably stand to lose a couple of pounds. Okay. You need to go ask Mechila for that, right? He shouldn't have said, "Hey, hey, we're only talking about guys who wear have a thirty-six waist. Anybody more than that can't go." So that would be the type of thing that would be, but that doesn't that that's not That's not something the guy's going to carry around. But there's types of statements, like he says, "Sheino." That's like it's not like you mamish get the guy in his essence. It's not so that it's also to do, like I said before, and of course you need mechila, but in such an Avera, Rav Karevitz wants to say once the guy gives you mechila, it's gone. God doesn't want you to do it, but in this area, God says you guys take care of it. It's not like Zeva, and it's not like this other type of insult where you talk about him being about Shuva and you talk about what he was when he was a guy with the gear you talk about what he was like when he was a guy that's that stuff 
even Mechila, God is still angry about. You have to do Vidui on that, uh, maybe who knows for how long. But there's a certain area of Benanam Lechavero, that I'm not, I'm not trying to say that it's Mutter, but that's an area, as I, as, as we saw before, you need, you can work on together to change it. Once that person has done what was right, realizing how much he hurt you, it wasn't, then God is Michael him as well. You don't even have to do Vidu on it anymore. But if it's Mamish Losonu, it's like the example the Rambam gave, then even though you got him, you got down on your knees and you told him, and he and he and you know that he actually uh, um, was Michael you, you still need to do Vidui and maybe your whole life. You still need to do Vidui about what you said. And that would be the same thing, of course, about a business deal, um, uh, because it's not really Gzela. Ani Mabachar means he found out about it first. That means he has a, a greater right to get the contract than you. You're called a Russia because that's not the way Jews act. That's not the way you should act. But once you speak to him and, and, you, and you say you're not going to do it anymore, so God also eliminates that. So I thought this was interesting about understanding what Benar Machavero is. Some Benar Machaveros are also Benar Mlokom, and God, you might have taken care of, the, your, of your friend, but God is still there, and you need to do a complete tshuva in front of the Rabbanu Shalom, and you need to talk and clap al and talk to God about that, about changing your mahus. The other thing definitely shows a character flaw. It shows a lack of sensitivity, but there... You work it out, Rav Karelit says, from within. And once you do that, and the person is satisfied, then it's erased. And then the Avera is not there anymore. So those are two, I think. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 